from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. So let's get right to work. The one I need is tied up right now. So let's just wait a while. The one I need is tied up right now. So let's not draw the line. Cause I can't make my mind up. It's Wednesday, July 18th, 2018, and it's a relevant podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, finally, Eddie Big Cat Coffles. Our back. long national nightmare is over. It's good to see you. <laughs> over, there <in> the, <laughs> over there in the control room, we got a two headed monster. Oh, my. Uh, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Okay. And his trainee, Mr. Mark Jackson. Happy to be here. That'll there do, Mark. Go. Next. Uh, <laughs> Skypeline from Lover Lane, Virginia. Me to make new friends. Jesse Carey. <laughs> hello, hello. And all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, our newest podcaster, author, speaker extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. I'll take all of that. Good morning, gents. Happy Annie day. Was just, Annie was just enjoying just quite a caramely treat right before we hit record. And it just, it's just like a, it's like a friend. We're recording a, at 930 in the morning. Just, She's back there scarfing Snickers. Just clumping on a sugar Everyone, daddy in your I'm ear. having a Laura bar like every other Christian white girl this morning. So settle down. Hey, listen, here, here's what I like about Laura bars. You know, there's, is that the one that has like the silhouette of, of like, of like a woman on it? And it's like the, the one that's specifically marketed is like a health bar for women. No. I eat no. those. I am no sexist. My, my protein bar intake is like my theology. It's equal. It's equal. <laughs> egalitarian. I'm, is is egalitarian? When, when it comes to my breakfast bars, I don't care. I'll eat the lower bar. Yeah. And get the little Jesse, yogurt on one side. It's perfect. Jesse, do you shower with Dove sensitive for her? Oh, yeah. Shower Joe. Oh, I'm not opposed to it. I, yeah. I shower with whatever soap is in the shower at the moment. I mean, isn't that true? Like, if dudes? I'm a guest at someone's home, I'm like, I'll see what I'm showering with today. And I just, you know, that's how it is. Whatever's in the shower, I shower with. I just soap is soap. Boys are so that's weird. Right, so. Yeah, that's I'm no sexist, Cameron. <laughs> just check it. Just check it. I don't believe in products marketed to one gender. Okay. That's the thing. What okay, you, but you, you have know? to with deodorant because it so specifically smells girl versus boy, right? I've worn I've worn girls deodorant before. I don't care. Yeah. I literally don't care. Are you serious? I, I, I saw okay. Yeah, I've I've if I'm running low, if I'm running out, I'm like, I'll just you know. You gotta do I, do, I, do, I do have, have a female have friend who wears old cabinet with yeah, hers, and I'm sorry, I'll just take one of these. I don't care. Really, <laughs> I'm masculine and secure enough to eat a Laura bar while wearing secret deodorant and lathered up in Dove sensitive skin. <laughs> I, will, I don't care. I will tell you, I have a friend that works. Do you guys in, see the beard on my face right now? Yeah. I have. I'm not insecure. No. So I have masculine. a friend that works in like a very cool coffee shop, and he's very good looking and very cool. And like saw him Thank a couple you. weeks ago, oh. gave him, oh. gave him, a, <laughs> and I gave him a hug, and I was like, "You smell like incredible, delightful." And, and I was like, "I just couldn't figure out the cologne." He's like, "Yeah, I wear girls' deodorant." I was like, "Ha ha!" <gasps> well, that's a interesting. Lot says a lot what, about what me. Type did you? Ask? And no, I yeah, didn't. What's his? What's it? No, no, Midge, probably do, probably <laughs> Mitchum, Mitchum secret, extra strength secret or whatever it is. Yeah. What do you? What is it? What's a lady it's do? Sec- it? Secret's one of the options. Yeah, that's the best one probably. <laughs> no, it does not. 
Well, we don't have you to. Probably, it it, no, it's not the best one. It's it doesn't pH work. balanced for her. Made for it's pH It's very weak. Strong enough for a man. It is weak made for, for a, a southern woman. It's strong enough for him, Cameron. That's what you're missing. <laughs> no. That's what you're missing in this. Do we want to go around the pH table and talk about what deodorants care. do we wear? Or do we, have we just hit the bottom of podcasting? Hey, no, we, we have hit the bottom of podcasting, but we're about to pull <laughs> I out. I disagree, because I'd let us we're hear it. I will believe you. Look at this. It's only only up from here. Right. Coming up on the show later, Mr. Corey Asbury is joining us. Oh, my. Y'all, I love him. The breakout uh, worship song "Reckless Love" and it's a uh, sloppy, wet kiss esque theology. Mm-hmm. A little controversy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some controversy. Can I tell you a little behind the scenes? I don't know if he wants to be saying this, but I'm just going to go for it. He seemed like he, a cool guy. He wears and secret. I will. Yeah, he wears secret deodorant. He was eating a Laura bar. Uh, no, like when we talked, when we talked, you, you'll hear the interview, and we and you know we talk a lot about the reckless love thing, but we're kind of just chit chat and warming up or whatever, you know, as we do, and in the biz. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to Atlanta to play from here at this big uh, Chick Fil A uh, conference." And he's like, um, "He's like, I made a deal with him that they waive the honorarium, right? Like the." Pay to come do the conference in exchange for a Chick-fil-A black card, <gasps> which is free Chick-fil-A uh-uh. for life. What? Like literally you walk in, it's an yeah. elite card yeah. that only a handful of people have. And, and he heard about it and he made a deal with them. And he said, instead of paying me to come to the conference, give me the black card. He can walk to any Chick-fil-A in the world, show the black card and get whatever he wants for free for life. No Every way. restaurant has a version really? of those. Outback has a gold card, but they all have a version of like their super VIP cards. But that is a baller move on his part i'm i'm i am i'm like a little nervous right now that like he's not supposed to talk about being in the black card club oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like because i'm outing of Corey, i'm sorry man if i'm outing you and you're now out of the black card society i apologize but i feel like it's a fun fact that listeners need to know did you think he was so funny like i i think he's one of my funniest friends i i think he like i think you and him have very similar senses of humor yeah yeah i thought he was super funny yeah I love and that. And I dude. like where his head was at because I would I would rack up a hundred thousand dollars on that black card. <laughs> Hold on, here year. we go. Hold on, yeah. here we go. I just did the math. I don't know what they pay at the Chick fil A corporate but, headquarters. But let's, say they, let's say twenty thousand dollars for an appearance. I think it's something in that range. Okay. That That's what y'all pay me to show up reasonable. here, so that feels fair. It feels right. You're gonna come do a performance. 20, 20 K, it's a huge thing. That yeah. you know, they pay they these are the places that pay a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand for a speaker. So twenty thousand yeah. for a little song guy. Okay. A little song guy. Oh, I'm just saying. Who's our, our guest on the show? Guy? So I'm just saying. Twenty thousand dollars. Let's, let's guess twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> you're gonna go get <laughs> to like the biggest fair. Christian song in like two years. No, I know. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. get, you're gonna go. You're gonna get a number one. Seven bucks with tap. Okay. From okay. You're gonna eat three times a week. You're gonna go get your number one easily. Three said, times easily for nineteen years before eating three times a week, 150 times a year, he's going 19 years at uh, getting the number one before he gets his 20 grand oh, back. Wow. What's funny? If that, he would have invested the 20 grand. Oh, easily. <laughs> what I love is that no, Chick-fil-A. No, but, but, like, you know what 20 grand doesn't give what? you? Entrance into the most elite of elite fast food clubs. <laughs> That's it. Did That's you it. see? That's he's got to go twenty years before he's making right. any extra <laughs> money on that. Eating three times a week. Matter. He's buying status. The cool exactly. factor. The no, cool factor. That's exactly right. He's buying status. Black That's exactly right. it's, like, it's like those people. It's like those Russian billionaires who pay to go to space. Yeah. they're never going to see that. They're never going to see that million and a half bucks or whatever right. Lance Bass paid Lance. to go to, 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 to into orbit. Right, but he's part of an elite club. 
people who've been to space, yeah. that's the equivalent in the fast food world to having <laughs> this Chick-fil-A you, black card. Because not only is Chick-fil-A like the most elite right. fast food restaurant, you're in the elite club of the elite fast did food you hear, restaurant. Did you see the comedians yep. in cars getting coffee? Jerry Seinfeld talking about his black card. What's the deal with black yeah, cards? What's the deal? Like yeah. there was a, He got the Amex black mm-hmm. card, but the, it, it hadn't existed but there was always a rumor that there was an Amex black card for super famous yeah. people. And he asked the president, could he have a black card? And so they made one for him. And so he has the first black card, which Wait, they didn't have a black card. Yeah, I they thought that was a thing. No, they didn't have, it was always a rumor. And Jerry's like, Hey, how do I get one of these? And the president was like, we hear famous people asking about it all the time. We should do some like research and development. And they issued Jerry the first black card. So but they, now they do them. Now they do them. But yeah. Jerry has the first black really? card. You have to spend over a hundred thousand a year or blah, blah. I mean, yeah, but they, they do have them now. Yeah. And it has oh. like certain perks and privileges, but it's just like, it's the all, fact unlimited that, Chick-fil-A. Did you know but, that? But it's made out of, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like when he pulled out that card at the restaurant, yeah. like it wasn't even a thing when he pulled it out and you're like, Ooh, and Cameron, card, I think man. your math is underestimating that he has three kids and a wife. Like if the five of them eat three times a week, yeah. that divides that down to like just six or seven years. Will that pay also for all of the diabetes medication or will that just be Chick-fil-A? <laughs> it, it didn't Dairy Queen. He ended up having a blizzard three times a week. Yeah, it's healthy. It's healthy. White meat chicken, fried chicken Eddie. and ice cream. That what are you talking about? It's Nashville. Tennessee things that Annie has said, like, it's not Dairy Queen, it's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chick-fil-A. It's not normal fries, it's waffle fries. For Lent, I give up. To be fair, it. to be fair, you can get a side with shredded carrots. Actually, I, I, I legit think those, the, the carrots and raisins, which is, let's, let's call, let's be honest here. What a disgusting combo. I think they've yeah. canceled. I think they, that was their one misstep is trying to force us to believe like, that shredded carrots and raisins were a hey, thing. Yeah. I used to get that. I loved it. I thought it was the healthy option yeah. until I re- realized the little thing was 400 calories. It was as much as fries. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, because yeah. it's Dripping oh, wow. with mayonnaise. Yeah. The, I'll oh. tell you, though, okay, the superfood okay, side, what's, the kale and raisins. What psychopath? What sicko <laughs> was in, like, the test kitchen and was like, okay, just hear me out. Carrots, raisin, mayonnaise. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Try it. It's a Southern thing. Uh, my, Someone my, from the South, yeah, I was about to say, it's one of my kinfolk, probably. It was a picnic thing, man. Hey, okay, so if he's going, he's spending $21 per visit. $21. He's yeah. got 950 math, visits, buddy. which if he goes maybe like twice a week, Let's go that's twice. 10 years. I, yeah, I, uh, that's why when Chick-fil-A got the email from him, they were like, oh, sure. Oh, yeah, we'll make a black card. We don't even, that was a rumor. <laughs> sure. All the Chick-fil-A you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, hey, listen, guys, we need to print up. He thinks there's a black card, so we need to print yeah. one. Like, it's the same thing. He said that he, unprompted. He asked for that. And I, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Someone just props. redlined the budget. Yeah. They were like, not Paying for yeah. well, it, quote, black card. Yeah. If you could get a black card to anywhere that would just give you unlimited access, it could be any restaurant, any place where like, what would your place be? Hmm. I mean, Chick-fil-A is a pretty good one. Oh, dude, I, stay I spend so much money at Chick-fil-A. So it I might know, be a, a realistic one that you'd be like, oh, my gosh, my yeah, life is I'll right. like the Tesla Chipotle. dealership or something. But no, no, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Tesla. Yeah. There's only one of us shopping there. All right. 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 I'd say I pick Chipotle. I think that'd be more fun Chipotle. than because there's not a Chick Fil A near my house. I do spend more money at Chick uh, Chipotle than Chick Fil A. A Chipotle black card would be very good for you. It's the Cameron, Sunday get factor. Get a Chipotle black cards. It's an easy one for me. It's Chili's, hands down. Gross. Chandler. <laughs> hey, 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 here's the thing about Chandler. The shoes are already bottomless, Chandler. Okay, okay. We did. We do like a, an office Secret Santa, right? And I think last year I got Chandler. 
And, and and I was like, so I went out and I got a Chili's gift card and my wife saw it before I went down to the party. She was like, why did you get your Secret Santa a Chili's gift card? What a lame gift. Like, who would want that? I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is like the most legit gift ever for Chandler. So he, yeah. He's yeah. the only person Dude, on this so planet pumped. below the age of like 55 who non-ironically loves going to Chili's not ironically, that's the, the hour, like on the weekend. Now, what do you think oh, about... Man. Uh, yeah, I worked at Chili's in college. Yeah. So what do you, Chandler, what, what do you think about the new Chili's, how they keep updating and stuff? Are you down with all the changes or, or do you love vintage Chili's? I, lo- I mean, I love vintage Chili's with the <laughs> updates are not changing any of the classics. You know what I mean? As yeah. long as they're keeping the classics, yeah. I'm, I'm what, down. What, to what you do you are the classics? What do you think about them putting those <laughs> like screens sliders. on their tables where they have like the games and stuff? Uh, makes checking out so much easier. I yeah, love that's it. That's true. All right. Okay. You are really a loyalist. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I, was, I haven't been. I, I really haven't been since all this happened. So Chandler, next time I'm in Orlando, let's go, go to Chili's, Chili's hey, and hey, teach hey, me some new ways. I, one night we went to Chili's just because like, it was like right there in the shopping center we're at. And I was thinking, man, this is lame. Chili's. It was packed out. Yeah. You like you would have thought it, like the newest, hottest restaurant in town <laughs> opened up and it's Chili's. You know, <laughs> on like a Friday night. Don't even think about getting a seat. Don't even think about it. You got I get the app. You got a Chandler. I want to say something. Chili's app. Absolutely. <laughs> Chandler may have a point though, because I think the first five minutes at Chili's yeah. very satisfying. You sit down. A table for four yeah. is big enough for twelve people. Yeah, so right. everybody's got room. Lovely. Yeah. They bring you your soda. It's 32 ounces. Oh, it's it's plenty. Yeah. Is it still in that plastic bottle thing? Big plenty of soda right away. Yeah. Chips and salsa. You don't even have to. I mean, it's there. Hey, and you want to splurge. You got your, your chili con queso. If you get uh, the app, you can get free chips and salsa just for visiting. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 I am dying you. to see Chandler's yeah, phone because the, <laughs> the only apps that I know for a fact that yeah. he has yeah. are Pokemon Go and the Chili. Chili, Chili maybe, it's just, <laughs> maybe it's just those two. He's super limited on storage. He only got the eight gig. Yeah. And so he, those are the only two apps. <laughs> and you would be surprised. The Chili's app has a lot of stuff going on in the background. It will run. It drains his battery. <laughs> Very. I mean, the Chili's app. They put you know millions of dollars in. Yeah, it requires location services and. In yeah. ways that you don't even understand why yeah, yeah. it needs to. Like it'll just pop up and it'll say, "Are you sleeping?" And you just like, yes. Hey bud. So the Chandler, the yeah. every hey, time you go, yeah. it's free chips and salsa just for having an app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You should have checked out. So gross. You're living your best I, life now, I, Chandler. It's not worth. It's not worth someone seeing that I have a Chili's app on my Thank phone you. to Thank get free you. chips and salsa. Like, dude, you got Chili's app. Man. Yeah, I think your phone got hacked, man. There's a Chili's app. On <laughs> Only a Chili's app. Like you got no other. The, the thing is, they know that their target demographic doesn't know how to delete apps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah well, he has the on his uh, home screen. I've seen it. He has the Apple uh, stock market app. Yeah, right. and uh, the Chili's oh, app, wow. the Pokemon Go app, and then he has the, all the health apps from Apple. He didn't know and how to delete all the default yeah, ones. Basically. No, but then he jailbroke his phone. Work. Are you talking about Chandler or your grandfather? <laughs> Chandler. Oh. But, but the, the, you know, the funny thing about the stock app is he's only looking at what Chili's stock is trading at. CHL. He's heavily only CHL. Yeah, and he's got an alert set up so that when it dips below a certain point, he runs over there. Absolutely. He gets yeah. there. Yeah. My usual, <laughs> please. And they just when, when they, when they temporarily changed the wing recipe, it took a big dip. Yeah. Investors got on and, you know, yeah. they've 
correct it. We couldn't even get Chandler uh, out of his good room. Good thing he's got an eye on the stock. Chandler has a special clock. setup with his paycheck. 40% gets invested directly into Chili's. <laughs> right, right into Chili's. And yeah. then, uh, you know, <laughs> stock 60% CHL on the Dow. Yeah, it's not in his name. He's just giving money to Chili's in order to keep it going. It's really Chandler. Chandler DVRs Jim Cramer's mad money every night in the hopes that the Chili stock will be mentioned. So far, he's watched over 400 episodes of Jim Cramer and not once a Chili appearance. But tonight could be the night, so he's not going to miss it. <laughs> tonight could be the night. It's like me watching uh, national, national sports shows or ESPN hoping for a brief mention of the magic. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. No. Unless they're just naming all the teams to fill yeah. time. Just, here's some, and now here's, here's some basketball now teams. Now we're down to the O's. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, moving the show along. Yes. Uh, it's time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Hey, in case you missed it, the uh, Thai Cave Rescue that, you know, is all in the news. Yes, I do. Have uh, you heard about yeah. it? Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, I'm aware. It, the, the, the story is being adapted into a movie by the team that did uh, oh, Fireproof and The Case for Christ. Good. No. Pure Flix. Pure Flix is making a movie about the Thai cave rescue. Too soon. Oh, boy. Yeah. Too soon. Uh, Michael fast. Scott, uh, one of the founders of Pure Flix and the production group CEO, <laughs> lives in Thailand part time and was on the scene of the rescue of the boys soccer team from the uh, the flooded cave complex. The Thai Navy SEAL that died during the rescue operation was also a family friend of his. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, wow. So oh, that's real. Oh, he told The Hollywood Reporter, it's not necessary to make this a Christian film, just an inspirational one. Oh. The movie will officially be under Pure Flix Entertainment's new mainstream banner, Pinnacle Peak. Oh. Which an alliteration. Is, wait, Pinnacle Peak? Which is... The same thing. The same word, right? <laughs> it seems a, little, it seems a little redundant. It does <laughs> yeah. seem wet, yeah. moist. I didn't, yeah. know, wet I didn't notice that until someone read it aloud, and it <laughs> does seem like a redundant. It seemed like they should either have gone Pinnacle Entertainment or Peak Entertainment, and right. just locked in. But uh, Pinnacle Peak. It should have gotten, pe- gotten picked up by Movies Cinema. Top pinnacle Peak <laughs> Point. <laughs> Tippy top. That's yeah, like film. Tippy top, top pinnacle peak point. Yeah. The film, film, mo- the film movie corporation company. <laughs> I, like, I like the thing. I like the thing that there's so many interesting wrinkles. Like this slice just kept getting more and more interesting. Yeah. You know, like, oh, wait, they're pure flicks team. Oh, wait, he lives in Thailand. Oh, wait, he's friends with the Navy SEAL. And what we're stuck on is pinnacle peak. <laughs> yeah. Also that his name is Michael Scott. Yeah, yeah Michael. Scott. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Scott, what he, you going to do? Thing. Well, Michael Scott also made bad movies. What you going to do to me? Oh, Mike uh, Skarn. Is that <laughs> yeah. Michael Skarn. <laughs> Threat Level Scott. Midnight. Threat Level Midnight, which... <laughs> so, so here's the thing about this, about Michael Scott, right? Do you think he, after The Office, became like a breakout smash that he was like, maybe I'll just do like the Michael B. Jordan thing. Right. Just get the middle initial, you know, or go on Mike Scott. Yeah, I would have right? gone Mike Scott. Mike Scott, me too. Yeah, yeah. Pinnacle Peak. <laughs> I'm never going to stop loving that. He's going to change his name to Michael Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike Michaels. <laughs> Mike Michaels and Pinnacle Peak. He's the CEO of Pinnacle Peak. Peak. <laughs> My, Mike Michaels. Mike Michaels. <laughs> Pinnacle Peak. Scotty Scott. We're laughing now, and next month there'll be a sponsor. We'll be like, we're such fans of Pinnacle Love Peak. It. I will say this, though. I will say this, like, you know, we make fun of Pure Flix, it, it, you know, from time to time, and their soap operas and things. They, they crush it at the box office. Like that, the the first God's Not Dead movie was made for like two million bucks and made like seventy million. Yeah. Like they, they wow. for for all the criticism, I mean, 
you know, they got their lane. Church, church folk yeah. buying group yeah. group tickets is they, the way to go. Making a lot of money cash. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? Cash. I was writing something about. I was writing something about uh, the, uh, the uh, pure flicks at some point, and I and I made a reference to the God's Not Dead trilogy. And our <laughs> copy editor here hit me up on Messenger, and she was like, "This can't be right." God's Not Dead is a trilogy. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, oh 100. <laughs> still not dead. <laughs> still not dead. God will not Three die. Movies. I, yeah, and I don't know that the Unkillable. movie's doing that well. Says day. a good thing to me, Jesse. Like, I like that they're killing it at the box office, but I, yeah, I don't know. But what are they doing to humanity? Is the question you're asking. God's Not Dead Three and just checked. Still not dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. God, would you know it? Still alive. Yeah. Still alive. Got God, another day. Alive God's and kicking. Four. Turns out he's doing just fine. Just he fine. was just sleeping. He was yeah. just sleeping. We, he scared us. Just fine. Yeah. He's still, he's still, he's still fine. Totally fine. <laughs> God's not dead five. Sleep apnea. Yeah. We need to take him to a clinic. Something is not right. We are worried. <laughs> oh my God. God's not dead six. Full recovery. Recovery. Yeah, yeah we're good. <laughs> Oh. Y'all are. I'm staying quiet because I don't want to get struck by lightning. We're talking about the movies, not actual God. No. Lowercase G. Oh, man. In case you missed it, Lecrae and Andy Minio dropped a surprise new song called hey Didn't I? In preparation for their upcoming Better Late Than Never tour, which kicks off in September, the duo released the new Very Summery single. It also features an appearance by fellow rapper Words Played, who is joining them on the tour. Here's a clip. Didn't I? Never took a dime, made beats for your albums, ghostwriting all your rhymes, huh? Didn't I scream 116, unashamed of my faith, taking worldwide trips? Didn't I? When the Grammys talk about my God, left it all on the line while they called me fraud. Didn't I stay quiet? Didn't I play shot? Where you bash me in public, you think I play shot? I like that. I like that. Gucci, just give me a Chick fil A Yeah, I'd like a Gucci thing. I'll use it up in the next 25 years. How's your investment portfolio? Full Chick fil A. Chick fil A and chili. You just open it up. I'll say this. I'll say this. Invested heavily in the black card. Uh, my chili stock is flat <laughs> as normal. Um, uh, other than that, you know, but I'm eating a lot of Chick Fil A. Well. I've, I've really gone through that Chick Fil A menu. Other than that, I would say crippling debt. So, uh, <laughs> I am how's, how's your investments? Well, I enjoy the number six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chili's big queso uh, rollout. It uh, really hit me where it hurts. So, yeah. uh, you know, what about Literally. I've been in the toilet for days. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, I'm picturing, though, that I don't know. I don't, I don't know that Chili's is publicly traded. But yeah, if it, it was, is. like, I'm picturing like Chandler going to like. Macaroni Grill. Chili's and uh, on the border, it's the same corporation. Yeah, yeah it's a <gasps> what? Chili's and on the border are the yeah. same corporation. Yeah, yeah. there's a queso connection. <laughs> in, my, in my mind, Chandler, as heavily invested as he is into Chili's, like flies out to their big product unveiling, and it's like an Apple conference. Like the the Chili's CEO yeah. is like wearing like a black dun, turtleneck dun, and dun, jeans, dun, 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 and Chandler's just dun, 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 cheering dun, dun, dun. Yeah. as he brings out the new slider. Wait, there's out. one more thing. 
I got my baby back, baby back. <laughs> yeah. and the whole place comes down. Insane the place comes out to the do the song like they did the back roof. in the day. Corey Asbury comes out He's for just free. Losing yeah. his mind. Chandler just begins to weep. He's just weeping. He is at that point. He's overcome. <laughs> this is like seeing Michael Jackson in the late '80s in Rome, right? Like he just can't handle. Reckless love has never been more apropos than that moment. It is. Yeah. Oh he is my beyond. Chandler's reckless love for Chili. beyond what he can handle. They're just handing out those little super flaming summit. hot iron ca- like skillets of queso. Oh, oh my they're so gosh. happy. Yeah. Hey, uh, in case you missed it, this week's uh, This American Life episode is about church planting. Oh, oh interesting. The radio Jesse. documentary series featured the story of two young pastors launching a church in Philadelphia. Early on in the show, host Ira Glass and reporter Eric Minnell listened to clips from church planning experts like Tim Keller, who they called the Yoda of church planning. That's uh-huh. very apropos. It's oh. funny how that made it into the mainstream. Like, yeah, you're right. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. exactly what it is. Of course. Good. And uh, Craig Rochelle from Life Church and yeah. discuss how similar church planners are to Silicon Valley entrepreneurs. More of the story will be featured in this season of the popular podcast Startup, which is devoting the entire season to church planting. Wow. Eric Minnell uh, will be joining us next week here on the show to talk more about the story in the show. Isn't that cool? Uh, The the host of Startup is coming on our show next week. Oh, that's fun. Because you can't launch a successful podcast like Startup without coming on the relevant podcast. It's the gateway. (laughs) One of the things I know about. Exactly. In exchange, he is giving me what he promises is a totally legit Chili's black card. uh, (laughs) Eric, I appreciate you, man. He's giving you a Gimlet black card so you get all the podcasts for free. You just can keep downloading. Man, Jesse really cracked himself up on that he one. He was yeah. very <laughs> tickled. <laughs> Got himself I'm still in my mind picturing like a Bill Gates uh, or like a Steve Jobs like figure at the Chili's Investors Conference. <laughs> yeah. Right. He just pulls it out of a pocket that you can't even see in his black shirt and it's just it's like an iron black card and yeah. it's just it always has the sizzle of the fajitas like you can put it up to your ear you can hear you can it always all the time. Yeah, it's like I, I am in chilies when I put this up to my ear do you always smell like kind of baby back big uh, rib residue though? you do and kind of like yeah. like fries and they're really a little sticky good yeah, yeah you really have to take on yeah. the secret they can never quite they can never quite get the junk out of the grout of those uh, of those tiled tables yeah so like the top of the table is clean but when you get into the curve, mm-hmm. we got a we got a real bacterial problem. Their decision, their decision to go <laughs> tiny tile tables is pretty baffling. It, it seems is, like a very unsanitary yeah. decision. It's unbelievable. So bumpy. I'll tell you though, uh, you know when you when you have to close out at the chilies, your your yeah. cleanup is a solid hour and a half. I mean, it's oh yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. it's it's no joke. I mean, all that tile and stuff. As we, an employee, yeah, we as the servers, us. we pull the tables out. We, we we're mopping, we're getting in all the nooks and crannies because very you know, clean. When Chandler's eating those chips, the crumbs go away. It's yeah. reckless yeah. abandon. Yeah. He's That's just seeing yeah. he's seeing zeros he's and ones at that point. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just, a lot of people don't know this. The bus sure. boys, the bus boys at Chili's actually carry grout cleaner with them. It's a whole, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole product. They so regrout every night. That's the thing. We we actually chisel away mm-hmm. all of the grout on the tables. <laughs> yeah, recalk, regrout. That's part of the cleanup. And and every once in a while, a new busboy says, "Why don't we just get like flat tables?" And the managers just with a finger shaking just points at them. You get the hell out of here. <laughs> You don't even understand it. The, the, the great thing is once you once you leave your job as a Chili's busboy, you're a master tile worker. So there's a lot of work for you in contracting. 
A lot of work out there. Do 24 minutes of show. 20 of it's been on Chili's, and I love it. I love yeah. it. The great thing is, when you leave your Chili's job, oh, you're ready to remodel a bathroom. No yeah. it's, but it's only in Spanish style, very right. small tiles. That's right. Vistas, yeah. Very specific. I'm a master of, of small grout tile and stucco exteriors. Yes. So, uh, you know, I can work for you when I have some chips. Hey, in case you missed it, this one's apropos to uh, our guest coming up later. A YouTube guitar wizard added a face-melting guitar solo to Corey Asbury's <laughs> Reckless Love. Uh, thanks to guitar virtuoso Neil Prakasam, we are no longer having to imagine what the Sunday morning staple would sound like with a searing, gloriously 80s-inspired extended guitar solo. Are you ready for this? I'm. Here's a clip. My heart oh, I can't wait. Rant. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, crank it, crank it in the headphones, please, Shannon. Yeah, <laughs> the guitar he's playing is the most '80s, like metal-looking. I think it's an Ibanez. Just wait oh, for it. it. Just wait for it. Here we go. <laughs> oh, wow! 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 wow. Now it's just sloppy. You can't even handle it. It's all <laughs> sloppy. Well, he's he's sliding on his knees across the stage. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that dude if, right there is every worship leader's worst nightmare. Worst well, nightmare? Well, no, I think it's their Chandler. dream. Chandler, I'm no, telling I'm you. There, no, there's a guy in every worship team who does that. Oh, who does it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're Absolutely. saying the worship leader yeah, yeah, yeah. who's trying to keep that yeah, guy in at, check. At your local church, there's, yeah. there's, there's a, a guy dude. just trying to bust oh, out at all times. Trying to pull that out every time just gets the look. You know what I mean? Once you get a nice driving... You get a nice six eight driving like thing going, and the, you just look over at the guitar player, and they just get this the little gleam takes in their over eye, and that guy just you know, <laughs> cranks the distortion. I remember. Can, you just lost can I be service, honest my with friend. you though? Can yeah. I be honest with you? We've all been in that service where the worship leader's just vamping, oh, you know, yeah. just oh, doing right, the chorus right. like fifteen times. Yeah. If you could say, "Listen, you can have fifteen measures of that repetitive chorus again, or I have fifteen measures of an awesome guitar solo." <laughs> I'm taking the guitar solo. Well, if I was Corey Asbury, dude. I'd call that guy right now and be like, "Listen, if you go on." Tour with on me, the I'll road. give you a chick. I'll give you my Chick Fil A black card. <laughs> you know what else that band does though that actually plays it that way is they do the reprise after the benediction. So it's like going God's peace. The service has oh, ended. That's right. Ding, 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 ding. That's exactly <laughs> right. I, I, uh, I, that's what we do here for sure. Yeah, well, how can you not? Years ago, I I, I was visiting around. Okay. I was looking for Sorry. a new church home, and there was a one of the more traditional churches in town started a contemporary service. Amen. So I went to that. Mm-hmm. So you have the old church trying to do something for the young people. Oh, I love right. Them. So the worship team was kind of a hodgepodge of whoever was available. Love them. Very kind of doom, 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 kind of basic, whatever. But then the guy who volunteered to play the guitar was formerly NSYNC's guitarist. Oh. And so... <gasps> what? So oh, wow. he was that guy. Okay, yeah, that nice. guitar solo we just heard. Yeah. But the worship leader, that was like kind of a fledgling kind of contemporary yeah. service, didn't have the reins to yeah. keep the famous guy in check. So literally every <laughs> praise song had a 12-minute no. thing that we just heard. Right. Every time. I, it was it was jaw-droppingly bad. <laughs> That's insane. I love that. Like, I went three or four times just thinking, surely they're going to rotate him out. But no, he 
was the famous right. musician, oh, so they yeah. all just kind of like gave in to what he wanted to do. Yeah, like, uh, when you say jaw droppingly bad, are you using it like in the eighties <laughs> Michael Jackson sense? Like, Man, that was fat. <laughs> no, that was fat. I mean, like, you're sitting there trying to sing and worship and whatever, and you just had to sit there and you're looking at this spectacle that is the opposite. Yeah, of, he's got to be an excellent musician. Oh, he, he, he was just he didn't know his role. Right, no, it wasn't the shred. place they for spend, it. You know, four or five hours a day practicing how to do that. So they're they're talented, yeah. but they're just not not necessarily. They're like well, he's used to he's used to performing where it's like, hey, look at how great I am. But worship is supposed to be look at how great he is. Not, I, 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 you, but here's the equivalent, the mainstream equivalent to that that There's I still a, can't get over. He is the, saxo- <laughs> Sorry, is the saxophone player on SNL. As 100%. soon as they start uh, every every transition, that saxophone player just blusts out the longest high note ever and just starts ripping on a solo. He's got to be the band leader, Jesse. That's the, the only thing leader. I can understand. Yeah. I'm like, dude, can we have one commercial break where the saxophone player isn't just going crazy that, up there? That's like, the just vibe, one commercial though. break. I like it. It's yeah. the brand of the. Uh, well, the, he has been since GE Smith obnoxious. left in like the 90s. Like Lenny has been the. He is He's in charge the of the guy. band. So you're going to just hear that saxophone until he retires. But he just blasts the high note. Every every break, just blasting the high note. All right. Well, lastly, uh, in, in case you missed it, Need to Breathe and Johnny Swim have released a new collaborative single. Uh, the, the new album from Need to Breathe drops next month, and the two bands will soon be hitting the road together for a cross-country tour. So last Friday, they released uh, Forever on Your Side. Here's a clip. In those no It's good. It's, it's good, good, but you know what it needs. A blistering, blistering guitar solo. <laughs> just hey, that I've, saxophone to start something. Hey, I've got point. an Just the highest of high notes. Yeah. I've got an incredible joke to make. Are you all ready for oh, it? Good. I love it. Yeah, for Do sure. Do you think, and just follow me, that Need to Breathe and Johnny Swim are on the scuba tour together? <laughs> Again, that's... <laughs> Do we understand the joke? <laughs> We definitely got it. We definitely got it. Yeah. I mean, um, that's as good as it will ever be. So, so people, so <laughs> some listeners who might be following relevant on Instagram yes. might know. No, that was actually really that cool. last week. Uh, Johnny Swim on Thursday came through our studio, mm-hmm. spent the day here with mm-hmm. Drew Holcomb. Yeah, never met. Don't you Dr- love them? They're the best. And uh, they were touring, and their final night of the Drew Holcomb Johnny Swim tour was here at the House of Blues, and uh, they came through, spent most of the day with us in our studio. We taped a bunch of songs with them. Yeah. We interview one uh, take for every song, which was very impressive. That is impressive. That is impressive. Wow. They, I think it's the only time it's ever happened. They are phenomenal. If you've ever seen Johnny Swim live you know how special amanda and abner are yeah. especially together but just seeing it up close in our studio i mean it is it is something and they are just great people and yeah. really funny yeah, i've never met them are they so nice oh my goodness Pirates. i mean we hung out all day and like and then we did like funny like tapings with them like just rapid fire questions yeah. and you know favorite this or would you rather and just whatever and they are hilarious just down to hang and oh yeah, fun yeah. And cool oh yeah, yeah. and then I we went that. to the show that night I love that too. and i've seen a lot of shows at house of blues it's i don't know 1500 or so yeah. standing room and uh balcony and everything and i didn't know what to expect uh for johnny swim they had they played here but they play like you know beach and different yeah. venues 
uh, Drew Holcomb has never toured in Florida or, or never come through Orlando. Really? So I didn't know what kind of crowd they'd have, right? And and I actually have a lot of friends who are Johnny Swim fans, didn't even know the show was that night. They didn't even know they were in town. So anyway, I was like, you know, showed up. It was sold out, packed. And I've seen so many shows there. I have never seen an energy, That's a crowd cool. energy that I that like I've seen. It was everybody singing every word. I mean, it was just like they were pressed really? in, yeah. you know? And it's like when you look back at like the balcony and the whole, the way that's set up, it's just everybody's like leaning in and they're just engaged for the whole show. And hmm. it's really special. It was just such a great musical experience. I'm that's cool. Very excited. And they're, they, yeah. they flew back um, and they're finishing up their next album right now. Yes. I hope they like my joke. We'll the see. scuba tour. Scuba tour. You see, because it's, <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. If you can work Drew Holcomb in, you've got me. Go, Eddie. I will figure that out. Are you friends with Drew Holcomb? He's a very Nashville guy. Yeah, Drew and Ellie are good friends of mine, yeah. They're my people. Ellie Ellie Holcomb's been through our studio, too, uh, recorded, but we've never had Drew. Really like him. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's real funny, huh? Real funny. That's yeah, the thing. It's surprising. like all of them are really funny and down to earth people. Don't you ever, don't you yeah. expect musicians not to be funny though? And I don't know why, but it's like, it's like not just their thing. I'm always surprised. Like when John Mark McMillan came through, yeah. he can hang funny like, dude. like oh, really yeah. hang yeah. like yeah. very, very cool and funny. You're yeah. like, Oh, I see. You're not just musicians. You have you're, personalities. You're smart, you're creative human. people who multi-dimensional engaging and right. fun to spend time with. Unlike us, we only can be funny. Yeah. But you put a guitar in our hands, can't play a song yeah. to save our lives. The life. only thing I can All do I've musically for the is blow a high note on a saxophone that yeah. you would not believe. Yeah. Yeah. That or was literally going to be my joke and I knew, knew Jesse was going to beat me to it and, and yeah. I'm sad. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have one skill and I get, I've gotten a lifetime of work out. You can also <laughs> rock one of those, uh, one of those uh, didgeridoos because you're great at circular breathing. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. I don't break that impression out often. But, uh, oh, you're so good at doing I don't need an instrument. You're like the guy from Police Academy. You don't play the instruments. You just make noises that sound like the instruments. Fun exactly, story. Saw exactly. him at a breakfast place in Orlando. He lives in the area. And what? I was I was thrilled. Michael Winslow, I believe, is the really? name. Really? Yeah, that is yeah, that's he lives in Orlando? Yeah, could, could him and Carrot Top could not tell you how excited the I was comedy to see hotbed, him. Orlando, yeah. Wait, no, I'm sorry, Carrot Top smitten. lives in Orlando. Carrot oh, Top lives yes. in Winter oh, Park. Yeah. He has a Vegas show, yeah, but, but when he's not doing his Vegas show, he lives here and he just wanders around Park Avenue uh, or he rides around on his old Vespa, all bulked up and, and drinking yeah. protein shapes and being all orange. Hit he puts his hair up in big old pigtails. Yeah, yeah. we have muscles. some crazy celebs in Orlando. I don't think there's one. That you're like, ooh, cool, neat. No. It's all like Lee Corso, like it's like uh, Lee Corso, like in, former NSYNC members, or like, yeah. oh, we have a former NSYNC <laughs> hey. member, and I'm dying to meet him because he's my favorite. Which, Which one? one? Chris Which one? Kirkpatrick. So, Wait, he moved to Nashville. <laughs> he moved to Nashville, and he like, I keep seeing him uh, at like our friend group Venn diagrams, and I am dying for the crossover. I uh, I was playing mini <laughs> he's golf. Your favorite. I was one. playing mini golf at one of those mountain mini golf places. Yeah, Pirates Cove. Oh, so fun. And, uh, the you group in front of me was uh, Chris Kirkpatrick Great. at a birthday party. Why not? And uh, he was wearing his <laughs> jean shorts and just having a good old time. Because this is Orlando. This is the kind <laughs> okay, of junk that it, happens here. It's so baffling to me, Annie, that Chris Kirkpatrick is your favorite member of NSYNC. That's like saying your favorite member of Black Eyed Peas is the guy with long hair yeah. and just breaks. <laughs> like, I agree. <laughs> that he's well, Jesse, you know me long enough. That can't be that surprising. I believe that he is he is a good and serviceable member of NSYNC and a, probably a very nice man. But, but you've heard like... 
Justin Timberlake's albums, right? Like, <laughs> you've seen what he was able to do following. I just always thought he was so. F- it was you know me. The men who win me over are the funny ones, and I always thought he was funny. Like, he yeah, always there's did no funny way stuff. he's funnier than Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone seems like a good time. <laughs> Joey Fatone seems like he could like join the cast of that show, Impractical Jokers, which is just a bunch of bros from New Jersey like pranking yeah. people, and it wouldn't miss a beat. Like, oh, well, Joey Fatone's part of this now, just pranking yeah. people. I thought when he was in my off. big fat Greek wedding, it was like ah. Uh, there's one person not acting, and it's just <laughs> Joey Fatone being totally chill. Yeah, it makes me sad that Justin Timberlake has done so well, only because it means what? there will never be an sync reunion oh, like there Backstreet will. Boys is he doing now. Does he throws him a bone every once in a while? The Super Bowl, they pop up there, and like he can still dance because he's been working at it. And the rest of them are like one, one and two, step three. and touch, and turn. I know, and clap. but Backstreet Boys sing, now is like sing. doing a whole nother round and like doing Good Morning America and touring and w- I'm just never going to get that from NSYNC. But, but here's here's the thing about NSYNC. I feel like three of them are totally cool with that. Like Lance Bass, Chris Patrick, and Joey Fatone are just cool with that. The other guy, what was his name? <gasps> JC. JC. How do you JC always, he always seemed like he felt like he should be at Timberlake's level. Like he always, sure. he always seems like he was the one taking it a little too seriously. The other guys are like, dude, can you believe we just hit the lottery <laughs> with this thing? And we're just going to ride this wave. I'm going to wear my hair in a ridiculous ponytail dread, dreadlocks and wear Jinkos and just own this thing. <laughs> just this is it. You know, yeah. Lance Bass is going to space. Yeah. I feel like JC was always trying to like actually be like a, a solo Wait, Cameron, guy. in my head, you would be real life friends with JC. Like that you would go, yeah, we sometimes grab dinner. No, no, is that no, not no. True? I, don't I don't even know who you're talking about. I don't know the JC, boy band stuff. JC, oh, for sure y'all are real life friends. You're hiding it. Yeah, he's very talented. He's very talented. But I, you know, it's just, is he? he wasn't the star. <laughs> he wasn't the star. Yeah, there's only one Justin Timberlake. There's not room for two of right. you. I mean, the rest of them, they were a part of a community college, like men's choral singing group and then they added Justin Timberlake. That's <laughs> oh, how that started. Yeah. Wow. Val- Valencia. Really? At Valencia, Valencia. Really? Yeah. Local community college. Yeah. This is Orlando. Oh. I, I, I was getting are. gas one time at 1 a.m. <laughs> and one of the members of O-Town was nice getting one. gas next to me. That's great. He had a little red Corvette. Yeah. And he looked at you right in the eyes and says, you never saw me here. And he peeled out. <laughs> Something bad had happened. That I think he was involved in a hit and run. I think it was a hit and run. <laughs> it was weird. It was, uh, Something fishy was happening. Jesse, does anybody famous live in your town or quasi-famous? Yeah, Besides Pharrell. You, obviously. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Yeah. <gasps> Push a T. Hey, so the other night, I, I don't know if I told you this. I, so the other night, my uh, wife and kids had gone out of town. And I was like, you know what? I think I might just for the fun of it, go with a buddy up to Topgolf. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to. Uh, you know, I saw on Facebook the next morning, Pharrell and Pusha T were there. Shut I could have put Topgolf with them. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Topgolf. Does Pharrell so live there or was Ooh. he just visit- visiting? He's that's from there. I want to yeah, from there. He, he's here all the time. Yeah. Jesse, that's so cool. He, he's, I think he's, you like, he's, he's like a big investor in like in like yeah. uh, things around the city. You know, we like have a lot of we stuff. have a lot of wrestlers and golfers here as well, and baseball players. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh if that yeah, beats baseball players for no sure. No state income tax. And towns. Disney princesses. Y'all have a lot. Y'all have more princesses than Jesse or I do. I mean, we are riddled with princesses. Can I can I yeah. make one quick observation about Central Florida celebrities? And the only reason I know this is because there's a, a burrito place here that started in Central Florida. Oh, uh, that's t- right. Yeah, Tijuana Flats, and it's branched all the way. 
there's like Virginia a franchise Beach. one here that I go to all the time. Kids eat free on Sunday, and the the walls are covered <laughs> in oh, yeah. like celebrity quote unquote pictures that have taken place at Tijuana Flats, and they're all from yeah. Orlando because it yeah, started in Orlando. It's like, Ryan Anderson. Right. It's old yeah. like Magic players. And, yeah. And, yeah. Can I yeah. just say yeah. that the proportion oh, of cool. the quote unquote celebrities who are wearing Affliction T-shirts is through the roof. <laughs> like, but it was, it was like a lot of big jeans. <laughs> I think the biggest quote unquote celebrity on the whole wall is Daniel Tosh, followed by Stuff the Magic Dragon, the Magic. Got to be yeah. Orlando Magic. And <laughs> Daniel Tosh is from Orlando, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, he no, he's from Miami, but he went to UCF. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. they had all sorts of like random people that were just coming through for like spe- like events or whatever. Say so like Stuttering John from like the Howard, the Howard Stern, Stern show. show. Yeah, it's so like, neat. I sit by that booth all the time, Eddie. Yeah. The one. <laughs> it's a it's a 2001 time capsule. Oh, yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> exactly. those, wall, those pictures. Neat. I think it's funny that it's not local pictures that they no, hang up no, there in the Virginia Beach They just brought They scanned them and brought yeah. them up. Yeah. 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 Like, here you go. Ryan <laughs> Anderson wishing U-Haul. us a happy start. They had a start. whole U-Haul just of celebrity pictures from Central Florida. It's fantastic. Quote unquote celebrity. All right. Well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. <laughs> up next, Corey Asbury joins us. And I can't sleep with light on every night. I can't stand my bedroom. I put blankets on the couch. Whoa, it's killing me. Up inside. Oh, I'm a mess right now, and I'm just freaking out. I see him sound. You're listening to Arizona Cold Nights. The song is freaking out. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Parcells with Tied Up Right Now. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is so simple, even Eddie can do it. That can't be their copy. <laughs> what a terribly Ouch. rude thing of them to say. Squarespace. <laughs> yeah, Eddie You're can add and that. arrange his content and features with the click of a mouse. Oh, yeah. And if he signs up for a year, he receives a custom domain for free. Oh, I just started a brand new clothing line, and it's going to be hot. Well, so that's good because you can design a best-in-class <laughs> online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates, customizable mm. settings, and more, all without a single plug-in. Yep. And they include all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails in one intuitive interface. Squarespace Commerce allows you to understand every aspect of your business, Eddie. Yeah. Well, and the I don't know if you guys saw this. Chandler just launched a really cool one. It's called Chili Stockwatch. Biz. Biz. And and it's just a got all the updates. Got all the updates. He's spending. He's spending about nine hours a day on the blog and updating it. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to automate the track thing, so he types it in right. every thirty seconds. It's a little like a little like case real time. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got an update. Down, down again. Just like, <laughs> he's like, slowly case dropping and bleeding me dry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right now, Squarespace is uh, offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. You can go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, set your website apart. Love it. Corey that Asbury is. is a singer, songwriter, and member of the Bethel Music Collective. 
His single Reckless Love, which is the title track off his latest album, has become a breakout worship hit, landing at number one on the Billboard Christian Music Chart, garnering tens of millions of streams, and has been covered by artists like Passion, Michael W. Smith, that kid who played guitar, and even Justin Bieber (laughs) covered it during a worship set at Coachella. I don't know if he covered it as much as he sang it. Sang it. But, you know. Yeah. Is it isn't that covering though? Every I mean, time you sing someone else's song, are you covering it? I mean, you're, if yeah. you're a worship leader leading worship at a service, you're not covering the songs; you're just singing. The songs. Are you though? But I think the oh, it's a technical term for it is doing a cover. Yeah. But I mean, if you recorded it, maybe you recorded a cover mm-hmm. and yeah. released it. In my mind, it. Yeah. if it's a cover, there's a little change to it too, right? No, no. Well, I people mean, people play covers at coffee shops, and it's not recorded, and. It's Referred to as a cover Can you a only, yeah, but Is it only considered different. a cover if you also have your own original music? Interesting. No, I don't think so. Thank you. I believe it is too, Cameron, because <laughs> if you don't have any if you don't have any of your own music, you just sing everyone else's music. You're, but if you have your own stuff artist. and then separately we have to separate that you also are covering Corey Asper. You are a cover artist. Yeah. That's all you yeah. are, but that's or a tribute artist if you do only one band. So you're saying that worship leaders at a local church singing Hillsong and Corey Asbury songs cover are artists. Cover, cover artists. artists. Yeah, yes. cover bands. Yeah, and it's not to diminish <laughs> what they're doing because they're adding an element of like we're leading people in this I moment. Mean, if but, we're getting technical, though, that's what it is. That's what technical. they are. Yeah, they're they're downloading his charts to look they're it up really and figuring out, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Interesting. They're all cover artists. We recently spoke with Corey about the story behind the song, why it took years to write, and the quote-unquote controversy behind the lyrics. Here's our conversation with Corey Asbury. You whispered to me, child, forget not your dreams. This we lie awake in the, we lie awake in the, we lie awake in the dark. Just don't lose heart. Tell me a little bit of the 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 background on Reckless Love. Like, where did where did the song come from? Like, and what was the writing process for it? Yeah, honestly, man, it, it sounds weird, but I feel like the song is a culmination of the latter half of my life. Hmm. Um, you know, so much goes into it, and a lot of it has to do with um, my family, my own upbringing. You know, with with my own dad. I think Reckless Love is a song about the father's love and i think so many of us especially in this generation are unfamiliar with the father's love because we had basically skewed ideas of what he's like because of what our own dads are like you know Mm. um i know so many people myself included that i grew up with a dad who was um you know he wasn't perfect (laughs) to, to put it lightly and because he wasn't perfect i viewed god through the lens of my own dad and i felt mm. many times that god was angry at me he was upset with me he was disappointed you know i felt that i was always letting him down and and different things like that and um toward the latter part of my life you know maybe the past probably five or eight years um it's kind of a gigantic span five or 25 years <laughs> um, <laughs> you know it, it feels like I began to really ask specific questions of the father. Like, what are you actually like? I've grown up with a picture of who you might be that's probably pretty off. So could you show me what you're actually like? You know, Mm -hmm. my Bible tells me that you're kind and you're tender and you're good. And some of the things that I've seen in the world and my own experience, they disagree with that idea. So I I need you to reconcile 
that idea um, to my heart, basically. And I think a big part of that reconciliation um, was when our son was born uh, about eight years ago. His name is Gabriel. He's our oldest. And, you know, when I when I held him for the first time, it's like everything changed. Mm. Do you have kids? I do. Yeah, I have two. Okay. So you get what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, totally. You look, you look into their eyes for that first time and, and you feel this, uh, this ability, this capacity to love that you probably never experienced before, even with your wife, it's, it's a different feeling. Yeah. And, uh, I, I remember thinking about Gabriel, who's an infant. He can't do anything. All he does is poop <laughs> literally. <laughs> And uh, I'm looking at him going, man, there's nothing that this little boy could do to make me love him any less or any more. Mm. And it was kind of through that experience that I began to see the father rightly going, hey, wait a sec. That's actually the way that he looks at me. I don't have to earn his love. I don't have to do something to deserve his affection and his heart. He just simply adores me because I'm his son and I'm made in his image. And that that sort of began to change everything for me. like that concept kind of puts into context the, the whole idea of like recklessness. Like I know like if I was like on the yeah. playgrounds with my kid and I saw one of them like kind of fall off a slide or something like I would like yeah. lay out and try to catch them. Is that kind of is that kind of like the idea you wanted to catch that there's an abandonment to God's love? Yeah, I think the protective nature, you know, if I thought of a word to describe the way that he protects and watches over us. You know, it's furious. It's intense. Mm. He would do anything to stop, you know, the enemy or whatever force is coming against us. So that's definitely one aspect of that word, in my opinion. But to me, the the more uh, <laughs> relevant, sorry, bro. Sorry no, for the, that's good. Um, no, that's the, good. The more no. relevant <laughs> application of that word for me is I look at my own life and like I said, in the latter part of my life, I wasn't a great human. <laughs> I didn't really get saved until I was about 19 years old, even though I grew up in the church. Mm. Uh, I wasn't living a godly lifestyle. I was in my heart in a lot of ways against God. Mm. And to me, the scripture that sums it up the best is that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies, the Bible says at enmity with God, meaning completely against him, Christ died for us. It's in that place where we were completely against him that he went, I don't care. I'm coming after your heart. I'm going to show you what love looks like on a cross, arms wide open, you know, bleeding in this place of vulnerability and pain. And he goes, no, no, no. It doesn't matter what it takes. It doesn't matter the cost. That's to me, the reckless love of God that while we were yet sinners, enemies of God, he goes, yeah, I know your lifestyle. I know you're weak. I know you're broken. I know you're sinful. I know you're jacked up. But I still am choosing to pursue you in every way, even in that protective nature like you mentioned. 
Well, the, the I wanted to talk to you, and uh, I know, like, uh, you know, sometimes there are, you know, some maybe like more conservative churches kind of take issues with just random. Like, I remember years ago, like when John Mark McMillan had that sloppy wet kiss line that churches were <laughs> like editing out of the song, basically. Um, yeah. and, and some people have, you know, kind of you know had questions about the intention of a word like recklessness because it is such a unique way but like we said like a powerful and accurate one to describe god's love do you feel like church culture has gotten a little too legalistic in the way we're allowed to talk about god yeah i think sometimes we get stuck with an understanding or a concept and we can't see outside of that box And I think that's what happens with the word reckless. We know that the word has negative connotations. Therefore, we cannot see outside of that box. Mm. And the truth is that, you know, people have used words like that for years and years. It's not uncommon to use a negative word. Like Jeremy Riddle wrote a song called Furious, describing the love of God. And I think that's one of the most beautiful adjectives you could use. John Mark described heaven meeting earth like a sloppy wet kiss and I think to um, to censor that does take out the heart and, and sort of the meaning and passion behind it. Um, but I don't want to label the church as, as this or that. I think sometimes, yeah, a religious spirit um, tends to be afraid to say things to God because we're afraid he's going to smite us. <laughs> yeah. When I look at the Psalms and I, I see David saying some pretty outlandish things all throughout those those psalms in his songs because he was honest before the lord he wasn't he wasn't censoring himself he wasn't afraid of telling god what he actually felt because the truth is god already knows what you feel and he's not offended by it he's just waiting for you to be honest so that he can actually meet you in that place and i think sometimes a religious spirit says no don't say that because you're going to offend god and the truth is, he already knows your heart. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. All creation cries, singing out in endless Alleluia from this moment on. Join with heaven's song, singing out in endless That was Corey Asbury. Make sure to check out his album, Reckless Love. It's out now. He stayed mute during that conversation about the uh, the, the shredding guitar solo cover. So the mystery continues. Yeah. No, what no, he, he, he actually tweeted back at us after we posted Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. that's what did, what did he say via Twitter? He, I believe that tweet. the tweet was, wow, <laughs> that, guy went all, <laughs> that guy went all in side-eye, side-eye, side-eye emoji. Read <laughs> <laughs> into that what you will. Read into that what you will. <laughs> An acknowledgement that exists. That is what he gave it. Side-eye, side-eye, chicken. 
black card. Side black eye, card. side eye, chicken sandwich. Chicken, chicken black card emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Only the most elite users even get access to that. <laughs> to get access to that emoji. He has his yeah. own emoji. He has, he has his own black chicken, card. Yeah, chicken black, black card, card emoji. emoji. Wow. 17 a- years in, and he has covered half of what his honorarium would have been. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is, he is a mathematician for our times, isn't he? If he it. was only if he was only using the, the free calculator on yeah. chilistock.biz, uh, he could have, oh. you know. That's the most popular feature on the site. It took Chandler years to program that. Like the and it's like- mostly the the equations mostly come out wrong. But it would have helped. Yeah, none of it's actually factual. It's just uh, just his feelings. Guessing. Mostly, it's his feelings chili, about chili. Stock this. Yeah. My feelings are super high about chilies. <laughs> his feelings. We're, it's not stockwatch. It's just his feelings. feelings. feelings watch. Today we're we're running out Hypothetically, we're a, just hypothetically, how much would today. I invest in chilies if I had the opportunity? <laughs> it's all hypothetical. It's a very deep. It's very detailed website. Uh, <laughs> it's a very detailed website. <laughs> and all it is. Is a hypothetical scenario if Chandler were allowed permitted to invest. Right. He said, "I don't know that it's publicly traded. This is how much he would go in." And I it's will a tell lot you of thoughts on the matter. A I'm, lot of I'm looking to produce another show. Just uh, Chandler, I would love to get you started on your Chili's podcast. Hey, yeah. Chandler, you, Chandler, here's the thing. Chandler, here's the good news. Listen, man, I am talking to you, uh, a big time Gimlet producer and host who does a business show on yeah. Friday. Yeah. So you know, I think if we get you on there you know i don't know what they're doing next season a startup but if we want to do this chili stock doc, chili stock watch biz it's time to get the I pitch mean, if chandler did an entire chili's podcast yeah. i would be mortified at how many people listen to it and subscribed on the regular do you, do you, is it recorded live at a chili's I, absolutely I, I, th- I think it is he's sitting at the table and he's just interviewing like his you know server the host of, what, is it, what's it called I, I got it chili's chat it's, I like it. It's all and it's thirty minutes Chill. every single week. Chill, even on chilling Christmas at Chili's. Like Chill, chilling at Chili's. Yeah, let's, hey, let's he's chilling at Chili's. He's got, he's got one microphone on him. He's got one there, microphone like, at the, the table. The alliteration is perfect. Yeah, one microphone at the table for for the guest that episode, yeah. and one is mic to a plate of fajitas that just sizzling that's in the background. That's what I wanted you to say. Yeah. That's what I wanted you to say. <laughs> so that's that's the segment breaks is the sizzling comes up. You know, so like chilling at <gasps> yeah, Chili's yeah, with yeah, Chandler yeah. with a wicked sax solo. Right. It's like they like man. Slowly I bet you meet some interesting people. Yeah. So oh, you're saying he doesn't play in guests. He just kind of like has he welcomes it, people to his booth but uh, but, uh, but they're yeah, all yeah, chilies yeah. related people oh they or, work at chilies or they're patrons or if it's a buddy there can be it can be a buddy it can be patrons of chilies right it can be other but customers. i'm saying that's what they're talking about is man what do you think yeah, about yeah, on this yeah. menu today i was thinking about <laughs> i don't know i like want to go with a burger because i'm kind of in the mood for like a chilies burger <laughs> but like but the quesadillas. Uh, quesadillas oh my gosh, would be good. Sizzling. Anyhow, yeah, let's order. So they just, it's like comedians in cars getting coffee, but it's really just Chandler at a Chili's talking, yeah. Chandler Chandler talking to no one that's very notable. And then sometimes he just has some, his stuff to say he doesn't have a guest, and it's just 30 minutes of like, hey guys, I just wanted to give a quick update of like where I'm at. And then he just, <laughs> it's 30 minutes of him talking about big Chili episode. stuff. He's, ladies and gentlemen. Today on the show, I can't believe it. Chili's founder, Mr. Rod- Roger Chili. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Mr. Chili. <laughs> and he sits Roger down. Chili. And then he just Welcome shares the show, Mr. Chili. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> and at the end of the what episode, one of the richest the men like, in the world, Dr. Robert Roger Chili. 
<laughs> All right, stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. You're listening to Jacob Ogawa. The song is Velvet Light. All right, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, uh, we told you the story of uh, me and Jesse going to Las Vegas. Yeah. And our very memorable, for all the wrong reasons, mm. experience watching David Copperfield live. Uh, and I wanted to just do a quick addendum to that because yeah. I heard the recap and I saw the I saw the play-by-play. Yeah. I saw. I wanted to just say I saw David Copperfield when I was like, 10 yeah. so like 1989 1990 he was in his heyday yeah it was an unbelievable tour de force i what, mean it what, was what was the venue do you remember was it a big arena type Mahaffey thing theater in tampa what is that is Just that a, like a small theater, theater performing, performing arts, arts center yeah probably a couple thousand people yeah so you know but and, but it was unbelievable but he but he was in his so like, more than 100 a television special twice a year <laughs> where he more moves than 100. right it was a very big thing to see him and he stayed and signed autographs afterwards and was just like magical it was, it was mullet David Copperfield. Things era. have changed apparently yeah. for yeah. him pretty drastically. Well, he showed pictures of that era during the show. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, wow. Did he? Sh- oh, he showed like him. Oh yeah, in the heyday, riding the Corvettes and yeah. getting out of airplanes and yeah. flying, doing tricks people want to see. <laughs> <laughs> doing tricks worth well, paying a hundred dollars for. <laughs> I, thankfully, we got the group on. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the night before. Yeah, exactly. we got the special seventy percent off group on, which is how you know. Wait, yep. you have yeah. not said that it was a seventy percent off group on. Uh-huh. Well, I want a group on it. was at just Vegas.com. 70% off tomorrow night's show. Wow. Saturday night. from Ugh. David Copperfield, who was on the sidewalk selling them. Like, <laughs> I did one of those spinny arrow things. And he said, little, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord have mercy. Um, oh. So last week's feedback question was, what was your most awkward or funniest live performance experience? Uh, you guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you posted your longer stories on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. Uh, Laura said that uh, her friends and her once spontaneously decided to go to a cheap improv comedy show on a Sunday night uh, because there's nothing uh, in town that was open. So it has all the makings for a good time, a Sunday night comedy show. It ended up just being a guy with a laser pointer and a bed sheet uh, who somehow used the laser to draw glowing images on the sheet. Uh, she says that his improv storytelling uh, based, was based on audience suggestions. And, and while he was illustrated on the, on the sheet, she said, unfortunately, he was not a good storyteller or a good artist. She said, worst of all, her and her friends made up four-fifths of the audience, and the fifth audience member was a supportive friend of the laser guy. But out of a courtesy, oh, they awkwardly chuckled and played along. Uh, but she oh. said, it, it was painful. I didn't know that was a thing. That's awful. I, I, would, I would actually like to see that. Like, I feel like that's like an America's Got Talent like early in the season thing where they just like get booed off like a guy in the but laser. You wouldn't want to see seat. it if you were one of five people in the audience, would you? Oh, that yes, feels I would. terrible. I love, that, I love awkwardness. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's His true. favorite office episode is Scott's Tots. He likes the awkward audience. I love it. Situations. I love it. Oh. Yeah. I loved Stephen Presley's feedback for starters. He went to a Switchfoot concert where John got so excited that he fell into the drums, which that's got to happen all the time for bands. I've seen that people fall. Uh, yeah, all that happened. But then he also went, Stephen also went to see a hard rock Christian band called Red. Do y'all know Red? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, heard I remember Red. Yeah. 
I don't know them. My only hard rock Christian band I loved was Pillar. They're, so they're playing at like Rock the Universe this year. I saw them in the lineup. They're huh. so they're still they're still going. Still they on. had like a crossover hit. Uh, back yeah. in the day, I think, yeah. Um, and so they noticed that it, they were doing a 10th anniversary tour, 10th anniversary tour, and so Stephen and his wife went, and there were two guys and a girl right at the front of the stage who weren't paying attention and weren't enjoying it. The guy was on his phone the whole time, and so the girls, at one point, the band, I mean, the band members are seeing it. I think that's what sometimes audience forget, that the people on the stage see your faces, and the band members were seeing them, and so they pulled the two girls up on stage, and they were like dancing Around, but the guy on his phone never noticed and one of the guitar players pretended to slam the guy in the head with his guitar and the whole audience saw it but the guy never even noticed because he was on his phone the whole time that's awkward <laughs> that's terrible oh, that's man. super awkward i saw this wasn't awkward but i saw um at the um uh Trite love on her arms does a does a live concert storytelling night every year and this last year uh john foreman was performing and he uh, he was singing, you know, he was kind of like, it was kind of loose and he was taking suggestions from the crowd and somebody was yelling out a song and he started it and he forgot the lyrics, right? So not awkward, but there's um, a guy kind of where you were talking like er, a couple front rows and was yelling out the lyrics to John and like, and like the chord progressions oh, wow. and stuff. Oh, that's killer. Out, right? John goes, come up on stage. The guy grabs a guitar, <gasps> no. sat in for the rest of the show, was phenomenal. Knew awesome. every word, every chord, and was like living his dream. Oh, he that. was phenomenal. I love when they do that. Oh, that's that's cool. That Foo Fighters clip where they bring that that kid up and he's just like shredding and right. they're like all into him are just the best. Yeah. I love those. It's, it's great when they react, you know, like super impressed where it's like, oh my God, this is like yeah. 10, 10 year old is. Uh, yeah. yeah I was, uh, we were at Lala last year and run the jewels. Uh, <laughs> somebody was holding up a sign that said rap whatever song and uh or i can rap the name of the song it was like some little white kid yeah. and uh and they saw the sign they're like oh yeah can you come on up here and like they pulled the kid out of the crowd at Lollapalooza. kid crushes it the yeah. crowd goes crazy really it went viral i mean it was like people were watching their, friends of her sending me the video were like were you there you know, i love it was, that yeah, it was so funny i would say my awkwardest experience and I, I think i've shared this on the show before so i'll do a truncated version of it but when i was i was volunteering in a in the youth group when i was in uh, early college, like freshman, sophomore. And one of the girls in the youth group, uh, well, she was a make-a-wish kid and she got tickets to see Britney Spears at like Britney Spears' prime. And so it was like, which I so think she, we're still in, but you go well, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so she asked, <laughs> we're, like, at the, we're at the pinnacle peak, right? So it was the like high point. It was like her and her other little friend. And then two of her youth director folks of which I was one of them. And she's like, will you go? And we're like, Ugh. but you know, of course you're going to go. So we go to this big arena show and it was make a wish and make a wish is incredible. And it was like front row, like right there, except that we didn't find out that it was like the two, the two youth directors, the seats were different. So it's just me and my buddy, who's just another guy, my no. age no, right no, no, no. next to the stage watching Britney Spears. And so we're like, okay, we're kind of watching this. But then when she has a big snake and she's running around and she's like, Oh, a, is that tour? She's writhing and all of these kinds of uh -huh. things. And she's like uh -huh. making direct eye contact with us. Like, cause we're that close. <laughs> and I was like, I, have to apologize to someone for what is happening and I have to get out of here because this is as uncomfortable as I've ever been and I've just of course I'm sweating and have to get out of there it's very uncomfortable back in the day my you know you when you're like in high school or whatever and all your friends and everybody's in a band right well one of the bands like locally got like a decent following and would play like these bars and stuff 
And my brother thought it would be funny. My brother's not a musician. He doesn't play any instruments. But he thought it would be funny to create a band and quote-unquote like open for them. And he was just going to use it as like an excuse to smash a guitar like on stage. (laughs) But he couldn't play guitar. And so we had we had me, him, another friend, and then we had a mannequin that we strapped a bass guitar on. (laughs) We just put a mannequin on stage and put a bass guitar on him. And and we went up and started playing and it like so playing. Weird. It was just me playing guitar and another guy who doesn't know how to play drums banging on the drum yeah. kit. And the uh <laughs> after my brother smashed a guitar, I thought the owner of that bar, because it was packed, yeah. was going to beat him up. Yeah. Like literally, <laughs> like it had grabbed him by the shirt. I was just like loading whatever was left of our broken gear out. Like the mannequin, literally, the owner of the bar threw him out on the sidewalk. My buddy's uh band that we quote unquote open for. He's like, thanks a lot, guys. Now they said we can never play here again. But it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, Jesse, I is, can't believe you did that. That is like straight Andy Kaufman. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it, we it, the thing is like it was just on an impulse. So we we're like, hey, that'd be kind of cool to do. Once we got there, it was real weird. But we were too we were too far. Too, in. Once the mannequin was on stage with the bass around it, it was too. We were in too deep to like pull out. You know? <laughs> That's so um, ridiculous. Eric Odom's uh, feedback. He went to an I Love the '90s concert, which I love those. I think they're fun. It was Salt and Peppa, Kid and Play, All for One, and Color Me Bad, which is amazing. The headliner Jesse's eyes just got as big as saucers. <laughs> <laughs> now um, that's what I call me. Yeah, that's right. The headliner was Vanilla Ice, and the stage was basically an ad for his DIY show that he had. And most of his performance was him singing along to other artists' songs, bringing girls on stage and like dancing with them. And Eric said when they left, they could hear Vanilla Ice singing every third word of Pony by Genuine. No. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot that Vanilla Ice had a DIY show where he's like rehabbing houses, yes. and I think it's because Vanilla Ice is like a construction worker now, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why not just film it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not shade at construction workers. No, I just think construction that's true. workers are actually super honorable, noble people. But when you were Vanilla Ice and your job was to be a rapper. And you're like, that's quite a road. In that rapper in particular. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's a a developer now. He's reinvesting his Chili's money into Mm -hmm. real estate. Yeah. (laughs) While at the same same time reconstructing himself. Unlike Chandler, he got out of the Chili's investment at the right time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if he's got a deal. I don't know. Chandler may be doing it right. Let's just say Chili's is not too big to fail. They have plummeted. And Chandler is fully invested. Chandler, would you be be generous enough? To bring on Vanilla Ice as the co-host of your new Chili's podcast. You're asking the right questions. Episode one. Absolutely. Because nothing's more chill at Chili's than Vanilla Ice. You know, Yeah. Right. Ch- Chandler, Ooh, unfortunately, there, there it is. as the producer of this show. <laughs> sorry, Annie. It wasn't quite a scuba worthy joke, but it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> scuba. You haven't worked Drew Holcomb in yet. I'm not sold. Yeah. I will say the problem with producing as as Chandler's producer for his show yeah. is that he oh, does, you're the producer. I am producing okay. that show. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't say oh, okay. he says no. He says yes to everything. And uh, he's really <laughs> starting to get kind of worked over uh, by D-level celebrities. So it's oh, gonna, wow. yeah. a lot of Orlando celebs will be there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. There's a lot more feedback where that came from. I'd say so. Check it out. Um, it's time for this week's <laughs> editorial question of the week. All right. Well, earlier in the show, we, we got talking about, you know, seeing Chris Kirkpatrick at the mini golf and, yeah. and the O-Town guy getting some gas, you know. <laughs> And the police academy guy. Yeah. At first just, watch, just, the breakfast place. breakfast. Yeah, at first watch in Longwood. So we want to know your most random, quote unquote, celebrity encounter. Yeah. Everybody's had them. 
Yeah, and it doesn't have Everybody to be. You know, it's not. It's just. It wasn't the one where it's like I saw Paul McCartney walking across the street and just freaked out. Yeah, it's no, no, more no. of like the one where you, you saw were like, Carrot Top. You're like, and oh. had a chat with him. Oh, how about that? I just no, uh, no. I no? think any celebrity that you think it was interesting that you saw, we aren't leveling celebrities yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I disagree. You, uh, one time I saw Carl Weathers walking out of like a grocery store, and I I yelled. Apollo! And that was the only thing that came <laughs> to my mind. Really? And he looked at me no, with a death stare. You didn't. And I, Did you I was really? terrified. I was terrified. Did, yeah, totally. Do you ever, like, wow, have you ever had, like, you. A, you saw a celebrity and then, like, good later, like, man, I wish I said. I do. No, because I always do say Do you it. really? I always <laughs> you have say that it. gift, huh? You do, Eddie? You have, you, where you wish you'd have said to who? Yeah, I've seen, um, I saw DMX. <laughs> <laughs> in the Atlanta airport. <gasps> I do love I thought, DMX. Although I would love to be able to tell people I chatted with DMX one time. You know, yeah. it's not like I regret there was like something I needed to say to him. But, you know, it would have been just like a funny story. Atlanta airport. I was stuck in line in the security line um, with Anthony Bourdain. Great one. And and oh, didn't he one. just had nobody was with him. Oh, that would have been great. He did not. He definitely had the demeanor of nobody talked to me. Right. Yeah. So I was the one to respect his space. Yeah. yeah. And we waited, you know, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We're finally in that final stretch before you're going into yeah. security. And a couple of people come up and take a selfie with them. Yeah. And then I was like, man, like, I, I mean, I didn't want to break that wall, mm-hmm. but somebody else broke it. And now we're through security and I, I don't have the chance to like yeah. say, man, I just respect your work yeah, or you know, anything right. like that. No, I know. That's right. Like, yeah. I wish I had just a minute. We did get the glance, like whenever he would turn the corner and yeah. like we'd be facing each other for a split second. It's an acknowledgement. I'd give him the look of like. I got you. Like, I know who mm-hmm. you are, but I'm not going to bother you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so I never see celebrities sitting at gates waiting for airplanes. Is there a special place celebrities get to go in the airport? It's not the Delta Sky Club because they aren't there. Where right. Where are celebrities going when they have to get to the airport early and are not think, waiting at their I gate? I think they're wearing ball caps and sunglasses and they're just sitting there yeah. trying to hide. But yeah. also, like, I saw, really? like, Steven Tyler, the lead singer of Aerosmith in an airport one time, and he was, like, he had an a, a representative from the airline taking him from point A to B. Like, so he came in just a oh. door that was in the terminal. He wasn't flying a private plane, but I think there is some sort of concierge service maybe for be. a certain yeah, level. Otherwise we'd see, especially with his in the Atlanta airport, I'm in the Atlanta airport all the time. Yeah. I would I, see, I think I would see casually see way more celebrities if they had to sit at gates like normals. You like know us. what? Who I saw that I actually really regretted. You guys know how much I love the Olympics and I, we can joke on me later so about this, but uh, love the Olympics and Summer yeah. Olympics. And I saw Brie and I, Brian, my wife, and I both saw Misty May Trainer and Carrie Walsh together in their like. Oh, yeah, the, the they, volleyball players. Volleyball players, like in their heyday between Olympics one and two in the airport. And we were both freaking out. And I was like, why did we not just go up and say, like, it's been so fun to watch you? We didn't have to like take a picture. But right. I always regret that because I'm like, somebody's got to tell them we really respect that they're doing a great job. Why didn't we say something to I need you to, to stop defining people's heyday and primes. I need you to just let them always be <laughs> well, in their retired. They retired from play. I saw Michael Vick. I saw Michael Vick, and I walked right up to him. I shook his hand, and I said, you're my favorite player on Madden of all time. <laughs> I love Michael Vick Very when cool. he was playing Very for the cool. Falcons. Oh, well, he's not past his prime. He's oh, still an too. incredible football and player. He's not a hometown. He's another yeah, hometown that's celebrity. See, that's awesome. See, I would love to meet him. He made loving the Falcons so much fun for a few seasons. All right. So hit us up uh, hit on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your longer kind of awkward or random celebrity encounter at, on the uh, podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com. Definitely. Many thanks to Squarespace for making the episode possible. Go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
Thanks also to Corey Asbury for joining us. His song or his album, Reckless Love, is out now. You can follow him on Twitter at Corey Asbury. Don't do any weird stuff. He might give you the side eye emoji. <laughs> yeah. And then you may get the chicken black card too, which is right. You're not ready for hey, that. And if you ever if you ever run into Corey, you know, uh, random celebrity encounter, and ask him if you can join the Chick-fil-A. Like, hey, I'll order ahead. Can you just <laughs> it's not even an inconvenience? <laughs> you, it'd be like, I got the app. I can pre-order. Just bring me back can, a can spicy just, chicken sandwich yeah. and a superfood. Hey, we'll salad. put him out. Exactly. Just, just everyone tell us their Corey Asbury no, stories. You no, know, I blew up his spot. I kind of feel bad that I blew up. Like, that he never said, hey, man, yeah. the black card thing's off the record. So to me, that's the green light. But he didn't say, go tell yeah, him I got a black Jesse, card because now I'm just going to Chick-fil-A with me. But, Corey, I'm sorry, man. You know, it's, it's a new era yeah. of journalism. Unless you explicitly say, it's on the record, my Just man. between us girls, though, like yeah. you and I both know. Like the math doesn't work out for this card. The only reason he had it is so that he could drop it to you. And now a lot of people mm. know he has a black card. Mm. I'm saying mm. that's why you get a black card. That's why. I- yeah, exactly. He couldn't. He couldn't go tweet it. He couldn't say, right. "Hey, no, guess no, no, who no, just no, got no. the chip right, black no, card?" Because right. that not, looks like you're big timing. But if you tell someone like that that, that is in yeah. media that they can leak it, I've seen the West. You know, that's how that's how you get it out there and still not look like you're big timing. This is people. like when Cameron flew all the way to Montana just to come back and tell us he was friends with Will Robertson. Right, that <laughs> yeah. was a great it's like one. The same thing. Yeah. It was yeah, it's totally like that. It's almost a perfect parallel. Yeah. <laughs> no, but now you know all of his worship leader friends are going to be like, what do, what do, like, how do we get a black card from or, Chick-fil-A? Or, you know, like, come on, like, man. Can like, you, we've really blown up the yeah, spot, exactly. Jesse. I mean, like, can seriously, we, like, yeah. can you take us to Chick-fil-A? Is yeah. what they would say. No, right. man, it's a Sunday. They're closed. <laughs> also, Chick-fil-A is going to send us a cease and desist because they're like, hey, we have 24 speakers scheduled and we're, pay- we're paying them all in black cards and the math is starting to work out against us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I speak at a Chick-fil-A summer camp every year. I'm totally not asking for my honorarium next year. I'm going black card for real. Yeah, you could well, get a black listen, card. The that horses would be have left the barn at this point. There's nothing I can do for it. Yeah. I, Chandler I said something I shouldn't out. have yes. and I ruined it. But yeah. Sorry, Corey Asbury. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap things up. Bridge hey, the, burned. The new issue of Relevant featuring Leon Bridges on the cover is out now. Go check it out at relevantmagazine.com or newsstands nationwide. There's also a great deal going on if you want to subscribe. Make sure to check out uh, Chandler at Getting Chili with Chandler. It'll be premiering. It'll be premiering in just a few weeks oh and it will gosh. be coming out every Wednesday. Wait, is that why <laughs> Vanilla Ice is part of it? Because he's getting chilly, chilly with, with Chandler, Chandler. Yeah. and yes. Vanilla yes. Ice. Yeah. Every Wednesday, 8.30 in the morning, a 40-minute episode. <laughs> it will be deleted oh, at 10 o'clock. It'll so be bad. deleted off the feed at 10 o'clock. Oh, so you're doing like on Snapchat style. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You get an hour to listen to the show. That's all you get. Then uh, it's deleted forever. And then there's going to be a paywall. Cameron, the, the, the other reason uh, Vanilla Ice is on because he's actually working out of Chili's right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my server on the first episode. Oh, he's really cool. Here's a server on the first episode. Well done. He's quite the grouter. Quite the grouter. He actually is. I've seen him. I'm sure he is. It's a great show on DIY. Oh my gosh. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We'll see you on Friday when Bo Burnham joins us. Don't miss it. Yeah. There he is. So let's get back to work. The one I need is tied up right now. So let's just play the one. The one I need is tied up. Just wait.
listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. One of the richest men in the world, Dr. Roger Chili. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.